You said you wanted to know how to get Capone. Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Now, do you want to do that? Are you ready to do that? I'm making you a deal. Do you want this deal? I have sworn to put this man away with any and all legal means. like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I'm Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast, episode 22. This was your choice, Donnie. What are we watching today? We are watching Brian De Palma's 1987 film, The Untouchables. I was not happy with any of the synopsises that I came across, so I kind of cobbled together kind of cobbled together a little bit of something here. The year is 1930. Ten years after the Volstead Act has taken effect to provide enforcement of the 18th Amendment. Prohibition has transformed Chicago into a city at war. Rival gangs compete for control of the city's billion-dollar empire of illegal alcohol, enforcing their will with the hand grenade and the Tommy gun. Treasury agent Elliot Ness arrives on the scene. He has one mission. Take down the boss of all bosses. Al Capone. Nice and very nicely read. Oh, right. Very nicely read as well. Yeah, very, very. Yeah, it's you. obvious Thank that you. you're the you're the the cinema actor in this uh, this duo. Well, still working on it. Still working on it. So, yeah, so know, one of the big one of the, the there's a quote that came to mind, and I did I didn't know the exact quote uh, quotation. I, I I didn't know it, so I looked it up. But um, it's from uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance from 1962, Jimmy when, Stewart. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Oh yeah, and that's that's this movie a hundred percent because yeah, factually it's not a, no, it's not accurate. No, no. no. factually it's, this movie is is like fakakta, frankly. You know, like it's all over the fucking place. I, I was talking to Mary Lynn about it, and I said, you know, was there an Elliot Ness? Yes. Was there Prohibition? Yes. Was there an Al Capone? Yes. The rest of it fucking made up. Well, they did. No, well, they did. They did. They did bust him for uh, tax evasion. Tax evasion. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's certain facts but sprinkled. The whole, but the whole, the whole like uh, Canadian, Canadian. No, border, just I mean, uh, so never we'll, happened. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah. it. We'll get into it. But um, yeah. What what is your relationship to this movie? Well, I think it's uh, there are a handful, in my opinion, and they don't necessarily. And that, I, let me predicate is that just because I think something is perfect in almost every way does mm-hmm. not mean it is my favorite thing. Sure. 
That's fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But there are a handful of films that I've seen in my lifetime that I and then I've re- returned to and can say, in my opinion, there's not one missed beat. It is cinematically perfect. The mm-hmm. acting is exactly what is required. The script is exactly what I wanted from it. Like, and I think this particular film is is perfect it's perfection like from from the first frame to the fucking last frame there isn't a single beat that isn't number one iconic it is not it everything is is very stylized really beautiful oh um, this this movie this movie is up there with like the dark knight where where you make like they make chicago look so fucking gorgeous it's, oh it, my God. I mean, and just in, specifically this movie, like The Dark yeah. Knight, The Dark Knight, look, downtown Chicago, the loop is just gorgeous yeah. on its own. Like yeah. any angle you drive into that it's city or around that city. city, it's gorgeous. The Dark Knight does that really well. This movie makes the neighborhoods look gorgeous with all of that backlighting and the lighting in the alleyways. And there's a blue light here and a, and a, and a kind of warm light there. Uh, just the depth of field in the cinematography in those little neighborhoods. The one shot with the church down the street, right? I mean, it's just outstanding. What, what... Well, one of the things that I thought about watching this, because I haven't seen it in a while, that, okay. that, I walked, that I walked away, there are two things that really struck me. Mm-hmm. But one of them is... You don't, and I looked him up, but he doesn't have lots of credits, but you don't talk, or at least I don't talk with people about excellent art direction. Mm. Um, and William A. Elliott was the art director on this film. Okay. And I mean, I mean, to the point where I, I was fascinated where I had to pause it a couple times where the wallpaper in Ness's Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 then Sean Connery's Malone's apartment. The specific details. Mm-hmm. There's not a single thing. And the 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 shack in the mountains. You know, like just there's so William Elliot just fucking. It's mind blowingly beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's also really complete and everything complements everything else i i i I, I just was blown away by the art direction of this film i I agree i i think a lot of credit also should go to the cinematographer right i mean stephen h burham who's worked with uh uh de palma a a bunch of times i mean body double um uh what else here uh casualties of war or Mm -hmm. raising cane raising cane which is a a kind of kind of a forgotten de palma film if there's such a thing but it's um, a good movie. Another good, one of one well of done. my picks for later. Um, he he worked on that with Danny DeVito, but uh, Carlitos See, Casualties, way, Carlitos Casualties way, of Mission War Impossible. would be one of my picks. Casualties oh, okay. of War is well, one of my right. favorite films. Right. So yeah. So I mean, Hoffa is one of my picks later, but he worked on 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 that with Danny DeVito. Mission Impossible, uh, Carlitos mm-hmm. Way, Snake Eyes, uh, Mystery Men. He was the yep. DP on that. So yes, he you know, was. M- Mission to Mars again with with De Palma. So I mean, the guy's uh, fucking bona fide, like, and f- for for great reason. Like his it's work just on this a, film a, is just outstanding. It's, the, it's it's just like watching. Uh, again, we we've acknowledged that the history is really sketchy. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where I watch that movie, I feel like I know what 1930s Chicago looks like. Oh. I feel like I have been there. I feel like I understand it. 
it, everything from what's the shot at the end where uh, it's the the financial district. What is that building? Oh, I think that's LaSalle looking north yeah, towards yeah, Washington. Yeah. The thing is, the way yeah. they filmed it, because that's the oh, yeah. actual building, yeah, but yeah. it look, the way it's filmed, the way it's lit, it looks like that building when it was new. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's they go back to that. That, that shot specifically down oh. that street happens yeah. several times throughout the film. Um, it happens when uh, Connery wants to take wants to uh, go bust the um, U.S. Post Office with the with mm-hmm. the with the, the shipment there. It happens with uh, at the end again. There there are a few times, and it's because their office was based out of that building supposedly. At oh, least, okay. Yeah. At least in yeah. the narrative of the film, right? I just so, I just think it's one of the most beautiful oh, it's gorgeous. Films. It's, it's every, gorgeous. Every shot is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also the other thing that really really struck me, and it, and this this did this is not the first time it struck me, but I'm a huge fan of Ennio Morricone. Oh God, um, yes. And the thing is, <laughs> this is the thing about Ennio Morricone. When we did uh, a lot of the silent theater that I did in the like '90s, mm-hmm. I, I used a lot of Morricone. And one of the things I know is that he's written so many film scores. He doesn't even know how many he's done. We know it's more than 500. I told Mary, I was, we were watching a, a little bit of it, because I, I watched it in snippets. I watched it fully by myself, but throughout yeah. the week I've been watching it in little snippets. And I, I turned to her last night. She was working on something else, and we were we had it on. And I, I said to my, this guy must be able to write shit in his sleep. I, it's, and it's, none it's, of it, none of it is derivative. Of anything else. I mean, you could talk about how John Williams rips off other famous composers before him. There's, if, if, if Morricone is ripping off anyone, he's ripping off himself at times. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. The guy, the guy, you know, and, but this, it's so rare. And I, and it really got me thinking as I was watching the film, it was like, you cannot separate this specific film from its score. No. Because every time, when you, exactly what scene it is you know what character it's referencing i mean there isn't anything about this score that you can't it's so in the dna and i was thinking about other like other iconic scores that that i feel 
represent the film in the same way. And I came Jaws. up with a short list. Jaws, well, actually, which I came just up with a short, right? a short list because I because if I just I could have just done a list of oh, 50 of course, of course, John of course. Williams. Yeah. So basically, it's like uh, Giovanni Nino Rota did uh, the score to The Godfather Part Two. Yeah, yeah, and there is. There, it is. It's in. It's in the DNA of the film. Mm-hmm. Anything. This is what I wrote. Anything by John Williams, but specifically sure. Star Wars Four, sure. Superman, and Raiders. I mean, you can't separate. If I sing those songs, you know exactly. It is completely embedded in the Phenomenal. DNA of the thing. Yeah. Um, Howard Shore's uh, score for the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Okay. It just there's. there's I bet if I heard it, it would slap me in the face. You know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Maurice Jarre's uh, score to Lawrence of Arabia. Never seen. Is, oh my! God. I know. I'm an the, asshole. And this, but the score, it just <laughs> there's not a scene. And then, of course, we've already covered this. Bernard Herrmann's uh, score. Oh God! Psycho. Yeah, 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 yeah. You cannot I separate would, I, those scores from the films. They're I would, I, I would throw Lalo Schifrin in there. Uh, you know, I just, just Lalo Schifrin in general. Okay. You know, I mean, Remind you, you me. think about, you think about the Untouchables theme. Yeah. I mean, you you can't you can't separate mm-hmm. you know, um, and just his whole vibe in that like late sixties seventies with the jazzy shit. I just watched um, um, the first uh, a Dirty Harry movie the other night. Dirty Harry. And yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah, the first one, though. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, the, 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 the first it's Dirty Harry, called it's the Dirty Enforcer, Harry. the Magnum Force. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. But the fine, first fine. one's called Dirty uh, Harry. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. So I just watched <laughs> that the other night. And it's so funny because, like, you think about Dirty Harry and then you think about Bullet, also yeah. San Francisco. I mean, it just, like, he had this, like, funky jazz vibe that's just, like, I don't know if I would listen to those songs, at, like, if we go to a club. And get a couple fucking gin and tonics. And oh, have like a I smoke. would. I do you yeah, not listen? I, do you not listen to? Because one of the things that this used to drive Dana insane because she hated it um, mostly because she found it can be completely uh, dorky. That I tend to you know because you know me from my musical yeah. uh, direction direction I mean, yeah. background. Yeah, but I I will sit while I'm working and listen to music scores. I love music scores, but what she hated was that I would conduct them. Oh sure, sure, sure. I can't, I can't no, no, no. help myself. It's not. It's not that I don't listen. Like, I mean, I, I work for a fucking soundtrack company. Right? I, yeah, like, I know. So you do. Sort of like I. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm just saying, like, to go to a club and to hear. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I would probably go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm talking on my ass. I'd probably go if somebody said we're doing the fucking score of Bullet. At the I'd fucking vibrato jazz grill up on Mulholland Drive, I would, I would fucking go. I would go. I would go. Specific and fun. I, I yeah. do this all the time. I talk myself in circles. All right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, but, but yeah, I, no. That's it, a great. Those are great. That's a great fucking list. That's a great list. Yeah, and that's and, and Aaron, and Morikani, wow. it, 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 it's just you know you look at the talent in terms not just the talent on the screen because the talent on the screen is indisputable, but the talent. Oh, yeah. De Palma, De Palma is at the top of his game, dude. Written by David Mamet, dude. Giorgio Armani you know, made the cost. Ormani did the costumes. I mean, since when? Like, Morricone, this is like a ga- this is like a thieves gallery of some of the most talented men of their day. And to me, it's not since like I mean, you watch something like what did I watch a couple weeks ago? A charade with um, uh, Audrey Gary, Hepburn Gary and Cary Grant. Audrey Hepburn. There's a credit. Audrey Miss Hepburn's costumes by Givenchy. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like this fucking like big. When was the time? Like this was in the eighties. When was there a time before, like in between the sixties and this movie? When was like a big, like a fancy fucking dressmaker? Uh, 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 I don't want to call him a couple. What are they called? Uh, designer, uh, like a just a designer, clothing designer. You have these people that like you have Armani, you have uh, fucking Morricone, you have th- these amazing people at the top of their game. I think it's outstanding. Um, one of the one of the reviews I was reading. I love Uncle Roger. I grew up with Roger Ebert in Chicago. Oh yeah, he was like my fucking guy. Um, he didn't like this movie. He mm. thought it was beautiful to look at. He thought it was kind of empty. Um, uh, he kind of criticized uh, De Niro a little bit for basically taking a paycheck. Because let's be honest, De Niro is. I think he's phenomenal in this movie. It's not Raging Bull. It's not Taxi Driver. It's not no. like it's not The Godfather Part Two, but like he's he's pretty fucking terrifying and really great in every scene he's in. But it is a little. It is. It is a. If, if I have one criticism of this movie, his scenes always feel a little separate from the rest of the film. But the movie is not called Al Capone. The movie is yeah. called The Untouchables. So well, it doesn't is, bother th- me. Right? I think that's. In, I think. Well, I would like to argue that that's intentional because Al Capone was sort of the MacGuffin. Al Capone was sure. the big figure they were after. Sure. Everything else in between there, but yeah, uh, you, uh, you know, and you can say what you want to say about because I actually understand the point. Yeah, this is not Mean Streets or, uh, you know, even even uh, uh, what's the what's the Rupert Pumpkin? What is that? That's uh, oh the the uh, fuck me the comedian. It's not Fuck me! How do I? How do I not? Oh Jesus! I know. Christ. I because it's, it's one of my favorite movies. I just can't think of the name of it right now. I'm thinking of Face in the Crowd, which is Andy Griffith, and that's no, not it. No, but King it's, of Comedy. King that's of Comedy. It. Okay. All I okay, had King was of, all I had was comedy in my head. I couldn't. Okay. Yeah, I didn't King have of Comedy. That. I had Face Fuck. in the Crowd. Anyway. Jesus. But you know, it's like I understand that that <laughs> it's not that De Niro, but this is well because it's this not was him. I don't think it was about taking a paycheck. It was sort of like. Who else? They tried to get Bob Hoskins to do it. Right. Bob Hoskins ended up, the, the, the studio wanted Hoskins. Him. De Palma yeah, did not. They paid Shit. With a thank you not yeah. note. And then Hoskins called De Palma up and asked him if there was yeah. any other films he didn't want him to be in. I love that. Which is very funny. I love that. But De Niro <laughs> wanted it. And De Niro was concerned about looking as much like uh, Capone. So he right. gained... 30 pounds which still wasn't enough right it's well it still wasn't enough but it right. was you know i mean they they had gene hackman as a possibility which i think would have been terrible marlon yeah. brando which i think it would have been terrible i, yeah. I can't think again no. i can't think of a single no. actor no no one no but sean connery could play malone no one no but uh costner could play elliot ness no no one could play al capone but fucking de niro no and i you know and as as an as and as a fucking intro film Andy Garcia in this movie is fucking is magnetic. Fucking great. Magnetic. He's... Why do you want to join a force? Protect the property and seize the Oh, please don't waste my time with that bullshit. Where are you from, Stone? From the south side. Stone. George Stone. What's your name? What's your real name? That is my real name. Now, what was it before you changed it? Giuseppe Petri. Jeez, I knew it. That's all you need, one thieving whopping the team. 
that you say? I said that you're a lying member of a no-good race. It's much better than you, you stinking Irish pig. Oh, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. You just joined the Treasury Department, son. Yeah, okay. Elliot Ness. God! The best... The, the thing is, it's very funny, and, and he has a specific walk. When he's, like, walking oh, yeah. with purpose, yeah. it's a very specific gait. And mm-hmm. what's really funny to me is I didn't realize how specific it was, but there's a scene when um, his uh, character, Stone, is walking away but with purpose. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly recognize that that's the same walk he does in uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, wow. Okay. I was wow. like, oh, because I always, you know, when he walks in that sure, movie, sure, he's sure, got sure. this sort of stride. Yeah. He's just got a specific kind of uh, wow. gait that there, just well, is, and, is so unusual that you can't take your eyes off it. Well, and speaking to the costuming, I, I believe, I mean, I, I have to go back and look because I'm just kind of spitballing here. But I believe he's the only one that's in kind of like a waistcoat. Everyone else is more of in a suit coat, or Connery's, I think, is even a little longer. He, usually wears he has that, he wears that little like, a jacket. like that suede. It's a gorgeous brown gorgeous. suede fucking coat. Yeah. He's got the, the, the vest and the shirt underneath, but it's just kind of like a suede coat with like a regular shirt collar. It's gorgeous, yep. but it is, it's like tapered at the waist. So, yeah. like, he's kind of cut off right there at the, like, yeah, there's something about, I mean, and again, to go back to like a costumer who's like, what is your shape? What do you, how do you move? Yeah. And what do you, oh, this is what I got for you. And like, it's, it's just, it's, it's just, per, it's perfect, you know? Yeah, and like, it, it's a perfect film. I, Everything about I, this movie I, 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 just yeah, is I, perfect. Yeah. And again, like to, to your point, is it in my top 10? No, not no, at all. But it's, but, but it's, it's a, a perfect, perfect film. film. Yeah, yeah, hands I mean, down. The, the woman, the woman that, and she's a Chicago actor from the day, but the woman that comes in whose daughter was blown up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. she. It's just. It, I mean, it's 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 just oh, yeah. a snippet of a yeah. scene. She or, uh, has, uh, your former fucking teacher, Del Close, right? Del Close. God it's damn, so man. Spe- He's so the, fucking specific. It's everything about the yeah. look of this film and the look of the actors. De Palma's casting everything about this just because again, I actually think Del Close is a perfect example. I was thinking of the woman because she probably has three lines, three mm-hmm. four lines at mm-hmm. most, and yet her image and those lines are burned oh, yeah. into my brain because yeah. you couldn't have anybody else play that. Well, Del um, Close as the as the as the the bribing alderman, alderman is, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. is just. And I'm sorry, it, you can't. Nobody it's, else could do that. It's, it's a, perfect it's the way a, it is. It's a it's a pretty thankless fucking role, but god damn it, if Patricia Play Clarkson, sh- if Patricia sh- Clarkson is not the most gorgeous, like like period. I mean, she's uh, she's beautiful for any period, but like, I just I just. I don't. I don't know what else. Gorgeous. She's gorgeous in every single frame she's well, in in this movie. She's gorgeous. perfect. She's she's perfect Ugh. because, and that was one of the things that uh, that uh, Mamet wanted to do, and and De Palma kind of insisted on doing, was with with the Untouchables TV series. Robert Stack played him mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. sort of a gruff badass, which I watched. You watched it. I watched. Yeah, it. Oh yeah. yeah Re- I it. Re- reruns though. You watched yeah, oh, the original yeah. airing. Fuck you and yes. <laughs> And anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, go yeah. Ahead. Sorry, I, sorry. I, I was there. I was there. I watched Elliot Ness when he was alive. Yeah, I watched yeah. him take you down. Were, you, were, you were at the Capone trial. I was yeah, at yeah, the Capone yeah. trial. That's right. <laughs> um, 
But I loved, uh, I, I loved, uh, oh, I can't even remember where I was going <laughs> with this. I'm sorry, I fucked you up. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, but they, they wanted they wanted to take, they, Robert Stack played him as like, you know, this, yeah, 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 I yeah. eat nails for breakfast. Right, kind of right, right, right. And they, and they wanted to uh, soften Elliot Ness a little bit, make him a little younger, make him a little more green. Which he know? was. And, and, and the way they did it was they brought in his wife and his kid. And right. she does such a remarkable job of simply taking Costner and grounding him mm-hmm. in this moment so that when he's literally, when he's talking to her on the phone, once once they've lost uh oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the yep. guy's been shot in the yep. thing, yeah. and he's like talking to her on the phone. He's talking to a phone. We don't have a cutaway shot mm-hmm. to her, but mm-hmm. I can I can see her. Well, and that's the moment, and that's her. the moment where Connery says, "Right, yeah, yeah, yeah." What do you say? How's your wife? He's, he How's he he wife? references it. He knows. He and knows. then and then he responds, and then he's like, "Wait a minute! How did you know that that was my wife?" Yeah, it's brilliant. No, it's brilliant. I you know, and this was what this was Costner's. If if I remember correctly, this was this he was very early in his career. He was still early. Oh yeah. And there was there was uh, no escape. Uh, uh, De-, De Palma got to uh, no way watch. out. No way. No, no way, way out. out. No way out. Thank no you. No way out. Yeah. He got to watch No Way Out before it was released, and that's what convinced him that he could do the movie. Also, No Way Out, directed by our cocktail buddy Roger Donaldson. There you go. See, Boom. it's all it's all good. Bring it back. Bring um, it back. I just I just loved so much about this film. Uh, the the, the, the uh, and I know you know everybody everybody that talks about this film has to or at least talks about it with any kind of literacy of the film has to talk about the Battle Potemkin uh, rip off. Oh scene. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I I wouldn't call it, it a rip off. I would well, not it's call an it a rip off at all. It's an homage. Well, it's also it's it's also the studio's like fuck you. You're out of money. Because yeah. originally he wanted to shoot, uh, there was like a shootout on two moving trains or yes. one moving train, and they couldn't find a period train in time. It would have cost too much money. And he's like, fuck, what do I do? I'm going to do this. And talk about film oh. literacy. Like oh, to be able to, because I watched, I, I don't know how many people out there have seen Battleship Potemkin from, it's an Eisen, Eisenstein movie from 1925, yeah, it's, silent it's film. Like ni- I've it's like never seen it. It's like 19 hours long. I've never, oh, I've never seen it's it. It's really long. It's really I did long. pull up the the clip of of the, the, the stare sequence, and I'm sorry, he, De Palma extracts so much to make this super important moment in the Untouchables, right? I mean, yeah. that they, they have. Uh, 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 spoiler alert: Malone is fucking dead. He's gunned down yeah. by Mitty. They gotta get the bookkeeper. If the D, if they don't get the bookkeeper, the DA is not gonna fucking prosecute. It's over. Like it's the over. stakes are fucking yeah. super high. Super and high. And then if it's the woman with the baby, and that is knowing what's coming, especially if you've seen the movie. But regardless whether you've seen the movie. The amount, you know, the concept of of pulling the rubber band back slowly mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. create that fucking woman with that goddamn baby in her two bags. Oh, I know. Dicks, it's she it, dicks with that shit forever. It's and a the little whole time Costner. Yeah, see, the thing is, I don't yeah. think it's bad because you, you're. Oh, going, it's not bad. I, I mean, I've seen it so many times at this point, but I'm. 
watching it most recently, I'm still mm-hmm. screaming at the screen, going, "Just get, get the, the fucking, fucking baby!" It's <laughs> like, "God yes, damn yes, it, lady, yes. Jesus Christ! What are you doing?" Are you doing? And when yeah. Costner finally yeah. goes down, fuck, I'm gonna go yeah. get the baby. He's like, "God damn well, it, thank just, you!" It's just like, that oh, whole sequence, just that whole sequence of events. Like he does go and help the baby, and then he yeah. turns around. It just happens to be the oh, one the guy fucking guy that he punched in the face. The That's one brilliant. fucking guy. That's oh so my good. god! That's I mean, it's just it's a brilliant sequence. Um, the only time I ever traveled out of Union Station in Chicago, it had to be I want to say three five years after the making of this film. So mm. I was I was in my early teens. That section of Union Station, those that doorway of, of above those staircase, that staircase is closed off to the public. At least it used to be back then. I don't know if it's open again or what. But those doors were completely shut down. We were waiting for the train to come. It was me, my mom, and my little sister, Crystal. We were waiting for the train to come, and I'm like, I'm just kind of wandering around. And I was like, oh, I think, is that the, that's the, that's the staircase. Oh, shit. So I like walked yeah. up to the, the blood spatter where his brains hit the fucking yeah. wall. It's still there. It's still pink. It's a very light pink in the marble oh, on the fucking wall. Awesome. I was blown away. I don't know if it's still there. Anybody in Chicago wants to go check it out for me, that'd be amazing. But like it was there when I saw it and I was like, holy shit. Hold like it was just it was before and, I was ever on a movie set. It was before I ever yeah. was behind the scenes of anything. And so to have that kind of come together, the movie and then being in this location and like Oh, they actually really did do this here. Holy yeah. shit. One of the funny amazing. things you mentioned that is, and I think it's fascinating because I would be here in Vegas. Uh, they have, uh, and actually as we're recording this, I'm in Vegas, but as you're listening to this, I'm in Kansas. So I'm, I'm out of Vegas, but they have the mob museum here in Vegas mm. and they actually have a section of the wall with the bullet holes from the St. Valentine's Massacre oh, wow. at, at the Mom Museum. Wow. And one of the things, and, and you know, I was like, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, oh my God, this is the actual fucking wall. And that was a big deal. But I can tell you that I would probably be more excited to see that pink blood stain from this film. Right, 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 right. Than the actual yeah. fucking wall <laughs> of the St. Valentine's Massacre because sure. the film has had such more impact mm-hmm. on me. It's just like you said, print the legend you know right. i mean it's like right. it's 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 this film if you ask me what happened with al capone this is the movie i'm oh, going to tell you this uh, is what sure. i'm going to think of sure whether it's accurate or not it's not i don't care no no it's well it's 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 what my next tattoo is going to be in reference to my uh my my third divorce mm. um it's a it's a john irving quote okay from uh, the world according to garp lovely it is better to imagine things than to remember them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. I, I really yeah. liked I like and, and that's kind of what we're it's talking fitting. about. When we watch we watch a movie like this, it's mm-hmm. the, the, the the creative license taken to illustrate the story. The story well, is the same story, but it, it means more when you add those human elements, well, those simple things. The, the the fucking Canadian Mountie guy it's, looking at looking at Malone. Oh, that and guy! Saying, that guy! I don't approve of your that methods. That guy's such a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But but perfect. but yeah, that's he's a, perfect. But it, it, <laughs> but that moment is so yeah. perfect. Well, you're not from it's, Chicago. You're not from Chicago. Uh, it's, it's just like, it's did he ever say that? No fucking no, way. No, but God, it's Elliot so sexy. Said that. It's sexy. But it's, 
But it's, it's sexy. What it's I a wanted, film. It's yes. what I want to happen. Yes. Rather than yes. maybe what really did happen. Yes. Yeah. So you you brought up Potemkin, the Potemkin sequence, and I I think that's one of the things that I really love about Brian De Palma, and clearly there are uh, literary uh, deep dives into all in, into his aping of of Hitchcock all over the fucking internet. If you want to seek them out, go for it. But I think what he does is his own version of that. I mean, everybody, yeah. Quentin Tarantino is the same thing. You could you could say he rips everybody off. He freely says, I rip everybody off. So yeah, yeah. that's what I'm, film, I'm, Scorsese says, I rip everybody off. That's what they do. They make it their own. And that's what's cool. And so like, there are, um, there are a couple of sequences in De Palma films that, uh, like the Potemkin, there are several in the Untouchables, right? I mean, blow, you have blowout. Uh, well, yeah, you, have, you have the you have the 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 staircase sequence. You have the whole uh, nitty shootout at the end. You have the whole Malone sequence in the apartment. I mean, there's there are so many just in this one film. Um, do you have any other? Uh, you just mentioned a, a couple from Blowout. And well, they're, they're, you have a yeah, couple. They're, they're dressed to kill. I mean, everything. I mean, everything. De Palma. Well, one of the things I thought this was hysterical. What was I watching the other day? And I thought, fuck. It was sort of a, a a goofy. I don't even. I'll be honest with you. I can't even remember. It wasn't very good. But it was sort of like it was sort of like a comedy version of women spies. Oh no! Wait a minute. It was very good actually. Now that I think about it, because it's Whoops. stupid. Is but McGee. Wow. It's the Charlie's Angels movie with Drew Barrymore and Cameron. Oh, I just got it. You've never right, seen it's that. Brilliant. No, I'd seen it. I was just, oh, I just, I just, just kind of, I saw it on oh, okay, HBO Max okay, okay. and I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But no, there's a great. whole scene. The first one is great. Yeah. But there's a whole scene where they're aping the Mission Impossible scene uh, where he's okay. hanging and the sure. one drop of. It's and like, what, but, at that time, it was like, what, a couple years later? I mean, yeah. the, M- the MTV Movie Awards fucking. Yeah. The, 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 uh, but whatever. the yeah, thing yeah, about yeah. it is, yeah. it's an, what my point is, is that De Palma has a way of creating a sequence. Oh, yeah. That is so sort of perfect in its own way. It's just perfect well, that everybody else wants to wants to ape it because you know what you're referencing. And and you you bring up the Malone murder scene. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most meticulously horrifying, unexpected, beautiful scenes I've ever seen. Oh you yeah, know, you've got. I mean, yeah. everything well, about because. You've introduced. He's introduced it in a subtle way. The 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 sawed off shotgun in the in at the, the very the beginning of the movie. At the, the very, very beginning, beginning of just, the movie. Yeah. And so when the guy and you and it's all That's this amazing. first person. It's all this first person point of view, and it's the the killer, and he's going, and then he finally sees Malone, and Malone is is running the victrola yeah, the crank, in his hand, the and, then he, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he just flips around uh, with the gun and shakes it, and then all of a sudden it's Malone's perspective, and yeah. so all of a sudden it switches. Right. Right. And right. as he chases him out, then he gets gunned down by Nitty. It's oh, just, brilliant. it's brilliant. And the again, and the music underneath the underscoring, it's just there isn't anything about that scene that is not iconic in almost well, every single way. You know, and to bring up the music again, I I, I think kind of like Jaws, kind of like um, this um, Halloween will will probably touch at some point. Um, uh, Psycho is another one. There are there yeah. are certain movies where if you take the music away, I think it that. I, I, I think it might still play. It might still play, 
but it yeah, does just not like a, just play like, as just brilliant. like a guy with one leg can run. Okay, sure. it will play, but it will not play. It, not it, it, the it way. Has it, to not, be there. No, not not with that that confluence of of artistry. It, it is like, absolutely no, no. such yeah. a part of this yeah. film. You cannot separate those two and have it. It even cl- come close to have the same impact. It's just. You know, What's funny? Extraordinary. I mean, you, you mentioned Mission Impossible. You have that whole um, the, the 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 sequence where he's he's getting the, the knock CIA. list, right? Yeah, um, the knock list. The, yeah. the, the, the Scarface uh, chainsaw sequence. Absolutely. Um, he he actually De Palma actually got to re envision his train shootout uh, from the Untouchables with Carlito's way later yes, on. Yes, he did. Um, yes, he did. You know, I mean, just so many amazing sequences. And and I I'll be honest, I think. De Palma was the first filmmaker I ever saw the use of the split diopter. That's when um, there's a there's you, you'll notice it because there's a little bit of a blur in the middle of the frame. Someone yeah. is going to be right here, very close up to frame, and someone's going to be right back here a little bit. But everything is fully. Is in that focus. what that's called? It's yeah, because I, it's, it's I a, noticed it's called that, a, and it's really fucking cool looking. It's called yeah. a, it's called a split diopter. And I th- I'm pretty sure it's a lens trick that you do. Um, again, I'm not a DP, so I, you could do your research. I did not do my research on the split diopter, but he well, but uses you, but, it in, hey, in, in almost you know everything. The term. Well, you know the term, and well, that automatically ups our uh, credibility <laughs> as a podcast. But he uses so. it in like uh, pretty much everything he's ever done. And uh, if you're going to have like a De Palma uh, thumbprint, it's it's a split diopter. I, I think seen, I'm, I I'm pretty sure Scorsese's used it at, at points. I can't call it out right now, but yeah. God, what what's your question? Have, have Have you seen the the documentary De Palma? Uh, the I can't remember. What it's I called, did. I did. It's been about two. It's been. Is I, that I Amazon think I saw Prime? it right when it came out. I, is that on Prime or I is that on Netflix? I don't know, but I can find out. Yeah, because uh, I, 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 I was thoroughly impressed by that. Oh, I, no, it's I, amazing. I, yeah. I love it. goes fucking film by film by film. Yeah, exactly. And, that we really, you know, and that's the thing is you walk away with, first of all, I appreciate, again, it's it's like, uh, let me think of an artist that I, it's like Edward Hopper. Um, sure. I can, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can I can appreciate every single painting the man did. Um, but knowing more about him and knowing what he was doing makes each painting mean more. Right. And right. I think that is something that you can't say about most. I mean, there's a lot of artists you can't say that about that, 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 that knowing about De Palma's particular vision and specific mm-hmm. technique actually enhances your viewing pleasure of the art he created. Sure, and you know, you know what I mean. It's like I yeah. don't need to know. I don't need to know. I can love a great steak without knowing the technique behind it, and knowing the technique behind it probably wouldn't imp- made, enhance my appreciation. Well, but knowing the technique behind Brian De Palma's very specific vision, right. and then rewatching the stuff he created, I think, I, I, it's I, really quite remarkable. I, I feel the same way about Tarantino. I feel the same mm-hmm. way about Scorsese. I feel the same way about a lot of the American filmmakers who yeah. got a lot of the influence Spielberg. from Spielberg. Uh, um, uh, 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 Coppola. Uh, yeah. Uh, fucking Milius. Um, Kubrick. You know, Kubrick. 
I, I, there's a lot of these folks that really got their inspiration from the French and from the Italian who really did come before in terms of filmmaking because there were a lot of American filmmakers, yes, but they were kind of like, they were just hampered by the, the fucking Hayes well, they were Code. Westerns. They were, they were hampered yeah. by the fucking studio system. Sure, you know, so, sure. So the, the, these auteurs that came up, because De Palma was of that ilk with Scorsese yeah. and all those guys, mm-hmm. right? So Came the, up with those uh, 70s auteurs. Right, right, right. So like the, the fact that they all took that knowledge and like moved on with it is amazing. What's kind of fucked up now is where do modern filmmakers get their inspiration from? Where, where are they getting it from? Commercials you know? and music well, videos. Music videos, I would agree, in the 90s, because that's where Fincher came from. That's where, um, uh, uh, Spike fuck, who was I just reading? Jones. Sp- uh, well, Spike Jones, yes. George, Charlie Kaufman. I was thinking uh, specifically of Antoine Fuqua. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, yes. uh, Michael Bay got his fucking yeah. start in music videos. The thing is, there's not a lot of fucking music videos anymore. Music, MTV is... I don't know if you've ever looked at MTV on. You have Hulu, right? I do. Scroll no, down. Now it's all. Now it's all ridiculous. reality TV. Well, yeah, hold it's on. All reality. Specifically, it's Love Island specifically and a show. Kind of bullshit. No, specifically a show called Ridiculousness. It's just on all the time. Oh, I've heard about. It's this. just. It's it's just on all the time. It's on all the fucking time. I don't know why MTV is called MTV anymore. It's it's a fucking. It's a it's a travesty. But so that's why I ask, like, where do these modern filmmakers, A, where do they get their influences? B, if they do have influences, what do they do? Make a fucking TikTok? Make a fucking um, Insta, Insta video, Instagram video? I, what I do have, they do? I, I have an answer. MTV yeah. is called MTV for the same reason that Warner Brothers is still called Warner Brothers yeah, even though good. they're dead. It's good. It's good. It's M, the M stands for they're money. F- the M stands yeah, for yeah, money. Yeah, it's all Fuck branding you. and 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 consistent. But you know, I, I I do the thing about it is I I think any inspiration if it's taken well can develop again. And I think you mentioned Fincher. Uh, Fincher is a perfect example because he is one of those directors where at least two of his movies I think fit that category of a perfect film. Like. Every shot, every performance, every line of dialogue, every piece of music, every single thing about it is perfect. Fight Club, Fight Club, and actually, actually, (laughs) um, I actually don't think Fight Club, even though Fight Club, and that's that's what it is. Fight Club is one of my number one or two favorite films of all time, but I don't think it's perfect. I think The Social Network is a perfect film. Every beat, every piece of music, every line of dialogue, every shot yeah. is is strictly perfection. I think it's one of the best made films I've ever seen. I also Fair think uh, two, um, actually two from David Fincher. I think seven, seven. Well, is you a said two. Perfect. Yes, I would agree with that 100%. A perfect yes. film. I think I think, you know, I love Spike Lee. Most of his movies are not perfect. I no. think The Inside Man is a perfect film. Huh. Like every shot, every piece of music, every performance, every line of dialogue is simply wow. perfectly done. Wow. And there's just that you couldn't do anything better than what was done. And I wow. and it, while it's not one of my favorite movies, I fucking love watching it because it's like watching fucking Michelangelo paint. Mm. It's so fucking perfect, it's almost insane. Not 25th hour though? No. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you do when you start a band is talk about your influences. That's how you figure out what kind of band you want to be. So who do you like? 
Blondie. Christina Aguilera. Who? No. Come on. What? You, shortstop. Puff Daddy. Wrong. Billy. Liza Minnelli? What are you... You guys! This project is called Rock Band. I'm talking about bands that rock! Led Zeppelin! Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, ring any bells? What about Sabbath? ACDC, Motorhead. Oh, what are they teaching this place? We went two different directions, and I and I always like a little bit, like, a little bit. We came back, yeah. we came back. But yeah. go ahead, go ahead. My go ahead. my 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 first one. I'm watching the film, and I'm realizing, okay, first of all, it is uh, set in Chicago. Word. It's based on a television show that was popular in the 60s. Um, and, uh, and and so my first one is 1993's The Fugitive with oh. Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Also released which is, by Paramount Pictures, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. it's yeah. a great, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, yeah. what's so funny to me was, again, I've been living in an apartment by myself for the last three and a half months. Um, with with and my job is remote, yeah. so my schedule is whatever the fuck I want to make it. And the night I decided, hey, I'm going to watch The Untouchables because I know we're going to do a podcast. I watched The Untouchables, and I think I fu- probably finished The Untouchables at one thirty in the morning. Nice, yeah. And, and and was taking notes throughout, and then went. So what are my compliments? I went the Fugitive, and then I watched the fucking Fugitive. Sweet. Because yep. it's and it's a and great then, fucking movie. And, and, and at that point, at at one thirty in the morning, you realized you were the one armed man. Yes, I realized okay. I was. Well, I wasn't jerking <laughs> jerking off to Patricia Clarkson, but I could. But uh, sorry. sorry, yeah, no. But but again, one of the things was, I really I love the so fugitive. Cheap. That was so cheap. It, that I'm was sorry. that was pretty cheap. I'm sorry. But what I love about it is is that it again it's it's this. It's such a love story to Chicago. Oh God, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. I mean, the fugitive yeah. fugitive isn't as uh, sort of like under the patina of nostalgia. It's more like, hey, it just happens in Chicago, and here's all the Chicago. Right. That Untouchables is, but it's still a really good film. It's based on sort of like this. Uh, it's an update of sort of this 1960s sort of crime drama thing. Mm-hmm. And it's exceptionally good. And, and it is arg- arguably one of the better performances of both Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. Because oh, yeah. they are both oh, yeah. really fucking good in that movie. Also a tight script. Just a tight mm-hmm. script. I mean, it, it, yeah. in terms of like thriller, not even, I'm not, I don't want to qualify it. In terms of I don't think it's a it's thriller. Just a it's fucking a fucking good. Crime, it's, it's a, a tight, crime drama. It's a tight yeah. script. Andrew, uh, director Andrew Davis also has a hard on for Chicago because he yeah. did the uh, Steven Seagal film Above the Law. Um, oh boy, the package. Uh, there's certain scenes in the package with Gene Hackman yep. and Tommy which Lee is Jones. Really good. That which takes is a place great in Chicago. Movie. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a. It's, I, oh, 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 Chain Reaction. That's yeah, a fucking chain yeah. reaction. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, about that. is that, that's Keanu Reeves and Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and yeah. Rachel Weisz, who's you know mm. fucking phenomenal. Yeah, Love and Rachel Andrew Davis has a fucking heart on for Chicago. God bless. Well, you know, it's it's a very cinematic city. But oh, it's yeah, gorgeous. Uh, my my first complimentary yeah. film. If you're going to double bill this thing, is it's going to be The Fugitive from 1993. Sure. What's, I'm your, gonna, what's your first one? I'll, I'll second a Chicago film with Hoffa. Yeah, also, 92. also, also written by David Mamet. Uh, directed yep. by Danny DeVito, starring uh, DeVito and Jack Nicholson. 
uh, fucking John C. Riley, Robert Prosky. Uh, you know, I mean, you've got J- J.T. Walsh, Armand Asante. Yeah. I mean, it's a phenomenal fucking cast. Um, it 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 veers a little into caricature here and there, a little bit. Um, but God but damn, I would argue, it's a I would, great I movie. would argue that Hoffa, while not as good a film as The Irishman in terms of construction, is a much more entertaining film. Oh God, yeah, no, 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 no. About I, well, the same same we, time we, period. We, we've already, I've already, yeah, I, the fucking Irishman. I can't stand the Irishman. Yeah, if you're gonna watch so I, a movie about Hoffa, watch this fucking movie. Here's what I'm going to tell you about The Irishman. Yeah. If you watch it in thirds and give yourself a break, it works. I don't care. I still feel I I feel it's the same I feel the and, same and way about problems. I feel the same way about The Irishman as I do that that, that fucking Sopranos cosplay bullshit. What was that fucking movie? The Many Saints of the, Newark. I didn't see it. Fuck I, that I, movie. I, refu- I, I feel the well, same refuse, way about I both movies. I refuse to watch it. I, I feel refuse the, to watch I it. I feel the same way about both, both movies. It's people pretending to be, including De Niro and Pacino, and yeah. fucking Pesci. It's people pretending to be fucking gangsters. Yeah. They're not uh, acting. They're fair. not acting. They're not living in it. They're not, yeah. you know what I mean? No, fuck that movie. What's your All second, right, my second yeah. My second one is 96, and we've already talked a little bit about it, Mission Impossible. Oh, fuck yeah. Number yes. one, number one, uh, yes. in my opinion, and I love Ugh. my Mission Impossible movies, but Ugh. I think the first one is the best. The fucking I really best. do. It's the best. I really think it's the best. Hands um, down. It's, 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 it, it was before Cruise became the yep. center. Yep. Um, it's yep. also directed by De Palma. Yep. It's set... In a lot of cities, um, Chicago is one of them. Written by fucking Robert Town. Come on, yeah, written Hello. by Rob. It, you know, and Shit. and 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 it's based on it's based on a TV series from yep. the nineteen sixties. Yep, and and arguably, I to me that movie, granted, it 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 set off a juggernaut. Oh. Oh, yes, it did. Yes, I mean, did. And, and, and one that I love yeah. so much. Oh, I love the shit out of all of them. All I of love them. every Mission all Impossible. Of all of them. All right, here's a quick story. Yeah. Um, when, uh, what was the latest one called? Rogue oh, the fucking, yeah, no, no, no. Ah, fuck Fallout, me. Fallout. I, is that Mission the Impossible okay. Fallout, yeah. Okay. This, is, uh, this was, uh, uh, my, my ex-wife did not care for the Mission Impossible movies. And yeah. uh, here's a funny story. This tells you how invested I am in these films. We take, we're in Kansas. We take my mom and dad to go see Fallout. Dana didn't want to see it, but she came along. Mm-hmm. Now, I want, you to, I want you to go back in time. She's not good at getting gifts or asking for gifts. Uh, but yeah. if, she asked, if she asked for a present, I always got it for her. Sure. And at one point, she asked for of, of basically, a, a, I don't know if it was deep fried or just jerked tarantula it was like to eat oh right so i bought it for i mean i had to order out i gave it it, but you know i didn't know anything about so we go to see the movie Mm -hmm. and uh and uh and 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 i've got the you know she and i have the big ass popcorn and i'm just watching the movie and i'm reaching in and i'm eating the fucking popcorn and all of a sudden i get some fucking like some burnt fucking popcorn like some bad burnt fucking popcorn i'm like but it doesn't stop me from either watching the film or eating the fucking popcorn. I am in, right? And all of a sudden, I go, what the fuck? And she'd broken up the tarantula and put it in my popcorn because she mm-hmm. wanted to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I just uh-huh. took the popcorn and tossed it aside yeah. and didn't even look at her because yeah. I wanted to watch that fucking movie. Yeah. 
And, and then afterwards, I got mad. Yeah. And, and now you're divorced, so that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you, you go. There so you go. anybody out there, if, if you're with a partner who puts tarantulas in your fucking popcorn... It's just, a red flag. Just don't. It's a don't, red flag. Don't wait. Just bounce. Just bounce. Yeah. Well, I wish just I had. But bounce. Fuck that. But Mission Impossible, the first Fallout. 1996 well, Mission Impossible, yeah. is a perfect. That's film fucking to, phenomenal. To, yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Again, talk about sequences. I, yeah. There are so many sequences in that film. Mm. I mean, forget about it. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's it's yeah. fucking phenomenal. Speaking of sequences, my second one is going to be Carlito's Way, also directed Which by is, Brian De Palma. 93 uh, yeah yeah i just it's a great movie i, I you know uh it's it, it it's pacino uh, playing a fucking you know uh the immigrant again which you know god bless him um it's phenomenal we, the thing i it's like phenomenal. about it, 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 first of all i love because that's johnny depp yeah no no what? i'm thinking no i'm no i'm thinking of uh what's the one johnny depp is in with uh pacino Blow. oh 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 donnie brosco Donnie Brasco. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Carlito's Way. Also a great fucking movie. I also like that a great movie film. Too. But what his I like accent about in that movie Way, is fucking garbage. Yeah, it's, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. But what I love about Carlito's Way, as I think about it, is there was a period before Pacino, like Godfather, where he was understated. Yeah. Yeah. And scent of a woman well, where it was like that's the ah, that's ah, ah, well that's the you know? that's the that's that's the demarcation line. He yeah. won he won the Oscar for yelling. So everything yeah. after that all right, all became right, that bombastic. Sense. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Because Carlito's There's, way is he's so much better in Carlito's way than in so many other movies that he's been. And I always think he's great. But he's really good. He's superior in Carlito's way because it's an understated performance. Uh, the, yes. Yes. He's not as showy and not as yelly in that movie. There was one movie that Pacino was in. It was called... It's uh, from 2002... It's called People I Know. Um, he plays like a publicist slash kind I've of never fixer heard of this. guy. Yeah, yeah, I've I've got it. Um, it's 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 Pacino, uh, Kim Basinger, Tia Leone, uh, Ryan O'Neill, Richard Schiff, Robert Klein. Um, You've worked with Pacino, yeah? Yeah, for two days. I mean, it's just him and him and Christopher Walken uh, on the same set together at the same time. I mean, my mind was fucking blown. I am in the movie for two seconds, and no hey. one, no one can take away hey, twenty four hours. That's I got two to seconds. Spend. All right, that's two seconds Fuck, that man. you were you were in a movie with both Christopher Walken yeah. and Al Pacino. It so was, you know what? Everybody else can just go suck a dick because that it, is that's cool. It was pretty fucking phenomenal. But one of his most understated performances uh, post um, um, Scent of a Woman is is yeah. It's called People I Know. It's from 2002. It's a crime drama. Uh, it's a really, really cool flick. Not great, not showy, but it's fun. But yes, Carlito's Way. Uh, you've got you've got the De Palma sequences. You've got a fucking brilliant cast with uh, 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, Johnny Legs is in it. Oh, uh, nice. Sean fucking Penn with his Jufro as the fucking I, lawyer. Yeah, he yeah, sh yeah, shaved, very, shaved he's back his head. Very good. He's Pen very good in that. Penelope movie. Ann Miller, who somehow got to work with every single amazing she actor really in the good. fucking 90s. She got to work with Brando and uh, 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 Ferris Bueller. Well, she was the she was the Jessica Chastain of her day. Dude, she got to work with fucking everybody. I'm like, how the fuck? Luis Guzman is in this movie. Yeah, I mean, just just the cast is fucking outstanding. Viggo Mortensen, 
Sorry, right, just, now that you're in a very you're early role, Carlito's way, I may I may watch that after re-record. It's really, it's, it's really it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen it, and and and, and you're making me want to watch it. Which it's, is it's one of my of it's podcast. one of my it's one of my favorites because Carlito's way and Cape the Cape Fear remake with De Niro. Oh. God, they they came good. out. They came out right around the same fucking time. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's some I like both of those movies to me would be an amazing double feature. But anyway, that that was my second pick. Probably this one. Your first trailer, oh it's boy. interesting, you know, and, and we have our, our thing. So let's yeah. just play your, let's just jump right in. Your yeah. first trailer, your trailer for this week. I want a toast to Italy, of course, to the food, of course, and to love. To love. Dear Louise, Björn, and Agnes, how are you? We were just talking the other day how nice it was spending time with you this summer. We would love to invite you to come to visit us. Sorry for the mess. It's gonna get much worse. Come on. <laughs> He's been cooking all day. He's making wild boar. This is for you. I'm a vegetarian. I insist. <laughs> I insist. Hi, April. Abel has some difficulty speaking. He has what you call congenital aglossia. Meaning, basically, he's born without a tongue. Speak no evil. Why did you choose that? Boy, you love your horror films. Man. I, you are. Uh, yeah, I do. You love look, horror films like no one I've ever met. Well, look, I think it's the. I think it's. I mean, I, uh, people can correct me. You can correct me if you want. I think it's the one experience. That you can go through in film and still come out the other side okay? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, versus in real life. Like, versus in That's real fair. life. That's you fair. Can, That's you fair. Can, you can experience a rom-com. You can experience a romance. You can experience comedy in real life. You can experience drama in real life. You never want to experience horror in real life. Ever. No one wants to. That's so true. I think That's it's fair. I think That's it's fair. one of I think it's one of the most cathartic when it when it's offered to you, one of the most cathartic experiences you can have in cinema. I, I really do. And and uh that's that's my kind of affinity uh, for it. Yeah, and 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 so speak no evil. Is that going to be in theaters? Is it only shutter? Uh, I think it's. I think it's, it's. It's a premiere on Shutter. Unfortunately, not unfortunately. Go buy no, Shutter. It's I, like I it's really like, like it's Shutter. Like, it's not expensive uh, if you like. No, it's not movies. expensive, and and it's got such an exhaustive. What I love oh, yeah, about Shutter. Yeah. Here's a here's a sh- shout out. Yeah. About Shutter. Please sponsor um, us. I, no, God. Yeah. What I love about <laughs> Shutter is that it has not only does it have great classic. Uh, horror films, but it's also got my favorite genre of horror films, all of the 80s practical effect shit. And then it premieres new shit that's consistently fucked up. And not even just the new shit that's fucked up. It gives you world cinema for Mm -hmm. horror. I mean, uh, when you're flipping through the films, 
it will literally tell you what the the origin language of the film yeah. is, like where the country was. It's amazing. Like it's, it's yeah, it's a really good. Site. It's an outstanding it, it, fucking thing. It is made by people who yeah. love. Yeah. Fucking horror. So the, yeah. the synopsis of this film, um, Bjorn and Luis, a couple from Denmark, spend their vacation in Tuscany with their daughter Agnes. During their stay, they quickly become friends with Patrick and Karen, a Dutch couple, and their son Abel. Months later, Bjorn and Luis receive an invitation from the Dutch family to visit them at their country house in the Netherlands. The hosts introduce themselves as adventurous and free-spirited. However, this reunion takes an unexpected turn when more and more misunderstandings occur. I love it. I mean, I you know, and this, and, was, and a, this was an official. This was a Sundance a Sundance uh, twenty twenty two official yeah. selection. I don't know if it was. I don't know that it was. It garnered anything outside of that, which I don't really give a shit. Who cares? You know, yeah. and and to me, you know, we we, we in the past have talked about um, Hereditary and Midsummer yeah. and the, some of these kind of slow burn horror movies, and and I think what I really dig about some of these modern movies, it's not about. You know, uh, uh, hereditary is about witchcraft in a way. Yeah, it's really about mentally fucked up people doing crazy yeah, it's shit. About, it's right? about man's man's inhumanity to man. It's about Correct. the evil that lives within us, and yeah. that's yeah. what's fucking scary to me. Right? Yeah. All right. It's it's the Lauren Bobarts. It's the Matt Gateses. Yeah. It's that kind of fucking. But I mean, obviously, this is to the nth degree. But like, that's what fucking scares me now more than ghosts, more than Michael Myers, all that shit. But yes, yeah, speak no evil, twenty twenty two, shutter. All right. All right. What and mine is a completely different experience. <laughs> okay. Are you there, David? You're aware of a deeper existence. Are you there, David? Are you there, David? Maybe a temporary reassurance that indeed there is no beginning, no end. And you find yourself struggling to comprehend a deep mystery. Ever since I was 16, I was determined to have the greatest adventure that any one person could ever have. Uh, I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa calling for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and roller bitch for you. And how about the shoes? Are those men's shoes or women's shoes or bisexual shoes? They're shoe shoes, silly. Moonage Daydream, a uh, film by Brett Morgan. It is uh, what I love about Brett Morgan is that he he he's making a documentary, and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. But it is with it's with such. Well, it's like we were talking about the Untouchables. There's the fact, and then there's the legend, and right. this is um this is a documentary, or an art project, or a student film, or whatever about the legend right. of one of the most legendary artists well, of the 20th century. And when you're dealing with an artist of that stature, what better thing to do than to make an art project out of it? Like, why, exactly. why bother? What generic fucking dry version of a documentary are you going to show us? That's what I loved about um, the Beatles one with, with yeah, Peter Jackson. The, Don't yeah, show us back. a generic documentary. Like, give give us, if you're going to, give us the real shit. 
or give us like a fucking art project. You know what I mean? Give me inside the vibe and and what Brett Brett Morgan is kind of uh, infamous for is really kind of getting into the vibe and creating an experience. The the thing about it is this is not so much, I think, a movie, and I can't wait to fucking see it. Oh, yeah. As it is an an experience. experience. Word, you word, know, and, word. and 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 I and I am I I consistently David Bowie is I think one of the one of the you know like and you know I used to be a music teacher yeah and yeah. Uh, one of my one of my real challenges when I was a music teacher was that I taught music history to my eighth graders because my eighth graders didn't give a shit about playing the recorder. <laughs> right, so I was right, like, right. all right, let's, right. let's, let's get into the shit that that's interesting to me and see if they're interested. And they were, which is, so I've got, I've got to, I've got to give you, I'm going to talk about, you know, pop music or rock and roll of the 20th century. Who do I include? Mm-hmm. Who do I, who do I expose these kids to? Yeah. 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 And, and one of the things that I, I really spent a lot of time on the Beatles, we had an entire, oh, I sure. mean, we would do an entire nine week quarter on just the Beatles, but we always talked, we talked about Queen and Freddie Mercury. We talked about Elton John. Mm. And we talked about fucking David Bowie. Fucking Bowie. And because he's just iconic in so many different ways. And like uh, like in in, in, a, in a musical sense, in 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 an artistic sense. Yeah, just in as a an cultural artist, sense. Right, right, right. You right. know, and so I'm really looking forward to Moonage Daydream. It's coming out September 16th. Uh, I'm, I will see it in Kansas. Well, if it's playing in fucking Kansas, because uh, I'm going to find Kansas. It, you'll find it. It'll be on streaming it, However, I'm, it, I will it. find it, yeah. and I will watch it. Um, I don't think my parents, who are aging, are going to enjoy it, so they uh, probably won't watch it with me. You know what's funny? I, I, but I, don't, I don't have any real touchstone with Bowie at all. Mm. But the older I get, the older I get, God the more damn, I'm appreciating who he was as an artist. If not, oh the, if God. not, if not the music necessarily, I don't know. I haven't done that deep well, dive yet. But like as an artist, like I'm getting to appreciate it. And and I, I came across a story. It's out there in the ether. I, I for some whatever fucking reason, kismet with you with this uh, trailer. It, 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 it's a story about him doing uh, a, a, a shoot, a, a shoot on the beach for uh, he, he had a clown outfit. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. the beach doing this shoot and apparently there was like a long crane shot that was like going all down the beach and i think it's director the director's name is michael michael dignam and like you know it, the, 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 the shot is on the beach and uh, they're doing this thing where bowie is walking along as dressed in this fucking clown outfit and this guy this old man is walking along with his dog and basically interrupts the entire fucking shot and so they have to reset but it's going to take a long time to reset because the crane's got to go back up and it's a very long walk for Bowie, et cetera, et cetera. And the director just, you know, just out of nowhere is just like, hey, to the old man with the dog, do you know who this is? And the old man with the dog says, in an English accent, of course. Sure. Yeah, it's a, clunt in a, it's a cunt in a clown outfit. Nice. And David Bowie says, like, that old man has stuck with me my entire life. You're mm-hmm. just a cunt in a clown outfit. Well, and the thing that's beautiful about David Bowie, that's what I, because the thing about it is I encourage you, if you haven't done it, 
the exhaustive amount of music the man wrote. Oh, and, I, and, well. and, 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 and but, but not just, <clears throat> that's the thing, not just the music, <clears throat> but the excellence sure. of every genre. He's like a Brian De Palma. We were talking about Brian De Palma. Yeah, yeah. If Brian De Palma were making every different kind of genre of film. Yeah, he's Scorsese. This guy. He's Scorsese. This, it's, it's, exactly. Uh, all these artists. That, David that, David Bowie uh, was an artist. He was uh, a visual artist. The highest artist. caliber. The highest caliber. Yeah, he, yeah. To me, I think David Bowie was everything thing Andy Warhol wanted Want- to be. <laughs> True. Fair enough. You All know, right. and yeah, I, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love, so I'm really yeah. looking forward to yeah. this, uh, to this, yeah. this film. Oh, I can't lot. wait. I didn't know about this at all, but I, you know, I love, I, you know, I love my fucking documentaries, man. So yeah. Yeah. Or, so or, I can't wait. For I this. also like the art projects too. So whatever. That's it's right. Be, all right. So for be. our, our next episode. Yeah. Um, we are entering October. We are, we are. And as we talked about, uh, off, off, off podcast, I get a pick in October and we know you love, we know you love. <laughs> love your horror films um but i'm i'm choosing it's my choice so i'm going to choose a movie that defied my expectation uh-huh. um i didn't expect to like it as much as i did i really right. didn't okay I, at, at the time when i saw it i didn't see it in the theater um when i saw it i was like i like justin long you know he's in the the apple pc commercials and he's nice enough you know and it's like funny um and it defied everything i expected it to be and it was also scary it is 2001 jeepers creepers sure claire forlani is also easy on the eyes everybody yes she's yes super cute but but uh no i i i it's an unusual choice but uh it is a it's a bit of a but i like it it's a it's a it's kind of a deep cut i mean i'm I'm (laughs) sure there are people out there that'll shit on me for saying that but like it's kind of a deep fucking cut I like it. I dig the movie. Yeah. I can't wait to revisit it. I haven't. I have the DVD. I haven't watched it in ten years. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. But I. I yeah. I dig it. It was like, jeepers, creepers. Well, it's just those people. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's, fucking we've cool. Do, we've got to yeah. do some Halloween. Yeah. We won't talk about what you're picking for your yeah. uh, October surprise. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, the next one we'll talk I'm about is Jeepers it. Creepers because it's, it. it's a deep cut. I like that. I yeah. like that I picked a deep cut. Yeah, you know, so fucking I do. cool. Yeah, there Love you go. It. All right. All right, brother. Excellent. Great show. And, uh, and I will talk to you in two weeks. I will be in Kansas when we record. Mazel. That's a wrap. Mazel.